Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Look at this, episode 250. We started this, um, I think our first 15-minute podcast was last April, and here we are, almost a year into it. Um, We posted a video recently uh, uh, on Instagram, my wife and I, doing a little uh, camera time and talking about the podcast. Please, if you would do us a favor, I know we ask you to share the podcast a lot or share a snapshot, but if you could share that video, it's on my Instagram, my wife's Instagram, that helps us. This is a time for us where more people, I believe, are are looking for sources of hope, looking for uh, their faith to be built. So if you can share that, add it to your story, um, that would be awesome. Uh, I want to read you a couple statistics here from the first 250 episodes. We've got a total of 67,739 total plays. Um, we have the top episode is Dear Future Spouse at 400, it looks like 35, 453. Um, the, as far as the countries go, listen to these countries that have listened to the podcast. So 90% of our listens come from the good old United States. Uh, and then it goes in ascending, uh, descending order. U.S., Canada, South Africa... Netherlands, these are countries where people have tuned in from. Italy, Brazil, Germany, Guatemala, Turkey, Finland, UK, Thailand, Nigeria, Norway, Poland, Sweden, Switzerland, Mexico, Australia, Greece, France, Hungary, Puerto Rico, Indonesia, Taiwan, Singapore, Belgium, Mongolia, Egypt, Philippines, Costa Rica, South Korea, New Zealand, India, Portugal, Chechia, Japan, Ukraine, Trinidad and Tobago, Bahamas, Nepal, Denmark, Spain, Botswana, and Estonia. (laughs) Pretty interesting. I definitely don't know people in all those countries, so that's crazy to me. Um, And then it also breaks down to here in the the U.S. where it is. Uh, Florida listeners account for over half of our listens. Texas, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Connecticut, Oklahoma, California, Louisiana, New York, Missouri, Tennessee, Ohio, Massachusetts, Indiana, Illinois, Washington, South Carolina, North Dakota, Virginia, Michigan, New Jersey, Utah, West Virginia, Arizona, Colorado, Maryland, Kentucky, Minnesota, Mississippi, Wisconsin, D.C., Nevada, Arkansas, Delaware, Alabama, Alaska, Hawaii, New Mexico, Iowa, Kansas, New Hampshire, Oregon, Vermont, South Dakota, Nebraska, Idaho, Rhode Island, Maine. Man, that's crazy to me. I I haven't been to all of those places, but through technology, I guess we've preached, we've ministered in all of those places. So thank you for being our audience. You're the reason that we do this. One final statistic I want you to read here. It tells me how much money we've made off this podcast, and the total is zero dollars and zero cents. So we ain't doing this to get advertising money. You haven't heard a commercial on here yet, have you? All right. So to dive into today's podcast, I want to read to you from... Hebrews um, chapter 4, and it says in verse 1, but again, thank you for listening. We do this for you. Uh, Therefore, while the promise of entering into his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Verse 6, since therefore it remains for some to enter in, 
enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter in because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day, today, saying through David so long afterward in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken another of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Verse 11, let us strive. The King James says, let us labor to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the vision of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You know, for us in a time like this, we see where the world goes into a panic, and as children of God, the promise still rings out, there is a rest to the people of God. Faith produces rest. For us as children of God, when, when things like this come, there should be a clear difference between the body of Christ and between unbelievers, and God still has a place of rest for his people. It's a place of, of confidence. You see language like that in the Bible. Uh, further down, maybe four more verses, verse 16 says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask any, no, excuse me, that's First John 5. Um, uh, 416 says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may receive, uh, obtain mercy and find grace to help. So we see this language in the Bible of rest, of confidence, of come boldly. And you see this position where God has intended for his church. If you notice in um, the creation story, uh, how does it go, right? Let there be light. And there's the first day's creation. There's the second days. There's the third days. There's the fourth days. There's the fifth day. And then what did God create on, on day six? He created man. He created man in his image. And so he made, he made Adam on his final day of work. And then day seven, God's seventh day, uh, well, God's seventh day of creation, is what? Is the day of rest. But what is that for Adam? It's his first full day. So God begins Adam in a place of rest. The work is already finished. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. I believe even as you listen to this, God is bringing you by the anointing into a place of divine supernatural rest, that every burden, that every yoke is being destroyed from off your neck, that faith will become, uh, faith will rise in your heart, and there'll be a rest that comes. There's a supernatural rest. This isn't just a thing of, hey, you know, I get enough sleep, that's important, but this is a supernatural rest that even if you've got no sleep, even if people are dying around you, even if things are happening, that you can stand there and have a confidence knowing that you've given your life to God and he takes that seriously. And so there's a rest that's there is available for the people of God. God is looking, the Bible says, to move mightily on behalf of his people. But we see it in, in when Jesus was crucified. What did he say? He said, it is finished. That Those three words made redemption available for mankind. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, our spiritual life started with the death of Jesus. And so we show up on the scene, and Ephesians talks a lot about this. We show up on the scene, and we have the completed work. What are we welcome to? We're welcome to, we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Hey, welcome to your new life. Jesus says, it is finished. So yes, there's a work for us, but it starts with a place of a completed work that he did. And many people get into a place of panic, whether it's out of religious duty whether it's out of things that go on, you know, just having their eyes on the circumstance. But life is not a rest to them. 
And God has designed it that our faith would lead us to rest. That yes, even though we're people of work, Paul said, the same one who wrote, well, uh, Paul said, I labor more than all the other apostles, but it wasn't me, it was the grace of God within me. He still had an internal rest. There's labor on the outside, but it's a place of rest. It's not a place of frantic, panic, doing things, or it's not going to work out. It's a place that God can lead you, and it can even seem easy. You can look at certain people, and they're getting a lot done, but it just seems like they have the easiest time. And then you see other people that do such basic things, and it seems like they struggle. For God's people, there's not meant to be a struggle. The Bible says in verse 11, uh, Hebrews 4.11, it says, let us labor or let us strive. Let us labor to enter into rest. That seems kind of productive, right? That's like saying, let us wake up to go to sleep. Let us labor to enter into rest. But what it's saying is it's saying, labor to enter God's spiritual rest. Do whatever you have to do to, to, to receive God's rest. Uh, the, the people asked Jesus, after he multiplied the loaves and the fish, and they said, what must we do to work the works of God? And now here's they saying, tell us what to do. They're used to being instructed. Hey, if you don't eat pork, if you obey the Ten Commandments, if you do this, if you do this, then it's always work, right? There's always, if you do this sacrifice, if you do this, there's, there was always like, all right, tell us what to do. And many people are in that place. Just tell me what to do. And obviously we listen to the word. We listen to preaching. We listen to instruction. But there's a spiritual rest. What did Jesus say to them? They said, tell us what to do, the work, the works of God. And he just said, believe on him whom God has sent. This is how you work the works of God. Believe. People who don't enter into rest, it's a matter of unbelief and disobedience. It's a matter of that they haven't taken the word for themselves. You take the word personally. And when you read, if you have trouble reading the word, ask God, say, Holy Spirit, help me to understand. Help this to hit home for me. Lord, I'm a believer. If I do, you got to speak confidently. Lord, I'm a believer. If I do anything, I believe the word. Every word out of the book that I read, I believe it. And I believe it's for me. I believe I've qualified. And so you mix faith and you enter into God's rest. God has called us to be a place at a place of rest. That's the place that you actually hear the voice of God. It's not when your mind is freaking out that you hear God's voice. It's when you're just quiet on the inside. That's how God speaks to you. You're just quiet on the inside. And for me, a lot of it comes from a place of keeping myself where I'm stirred up. And it's not, if you see me during the day, if you've seen me, if you've been around me, if I preach, I can preach passionately. But I'm a calm person. <laughs> I'm a calm person. I stay calm on the inside. Why? Because that's the place of rest for me that God has. And how do I do that? A lot of it for me is praying in tongues. You know, there's different ways. There's times where I pray fervently. But many of the time, I'm just quiet or I'll sing in tongues. You know, even in recording these podcasts, there's times where, hey, there's a podcast that I need to do and I don't have really anything specific sometimes. Many times I have five things lined up ready to go, but other times I just come and I'll say, Lord, what do you want me to do a podcast on? And then I'll pray in tongues. And sometimes I pray in tongues for 10 seconds. And then that dropped into my heart. This is what dropped into my heart for this one. I prayed in tongues for 10 seconds. Lord, what do you want me to do? It probably wasn't even 10 seconds. And what happens? And it drops down. I just felt rest and I felt Hebrews 4. And so God for you, he doesn't put a subject in my heart without having wanting you. You're the audience. He knows who's listening. He knows who's not listening. Just wanting the audience to receive spiritually. 
you can't listen to this podcast and just say, I'm doing my duty. I don't, I don't believe too many of you, unless you've been sentenced by your parents, say you have to listen to the Ryan and Christy Yosta podcast. You're doing this of your own free will. I believe that you come to receive, but know that there's an impartation by the anointing. You're not just being taught and you're not just receiving knowledge. Yes, you are receiving knowledge, but there's an impartation that comes. The gospel deals on both sides. It deals with knowledge and it deals with impartation. And so God has an impartation of grace for you. Father, I pray even right now for a supernatural grace for the people of God, for a supernatural grace for the people listening to this podcast. Lord, grace them to rest, supernatural rest. Lord, that wherever they go and whatever they do, they would experience rest like they've never known. Lord, let the rest come that it surprises them. By your Holy Ghost, let rest come that they feel like they're walking on clouds. Father, as the earth is being troubled and people are being troubled and people are overreacting and people are freaking out, Lord, let a rest come. Let a rest come. Let a new joy come. Father, anoint them with the oil of gladness by the Holy Ghost. Lord, let this be the most joyful, hopeful, restful time of their life by the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you for it. I thank you for the gifts and calling on every listener's life. Lord, do something exceptional in their heart this week, in their life this week. Something exceptional. Let the testimonies come in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We want to thank you again for joining us. There's a rest for the people of God. Get that into your spirit. It's belong- If it's not for you, who else is it for? I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.